I like all of a sudden have gotten followed on Instagram by a bunch of like spam uh, accounts. Okay. Like clearly not real accounts with names like a Velvet Mommy 26 and the Victorious Whale and the Holistic Giraffe and Unique Adorable Iguana. Unique cavernous mommy. Unique cavernous mommy. <laughs> like I don't, and it's all like, <laughs> like this. They're all like this. They're all just like weird fake weird accounts fake, with lots like, of kind of stock photos on them. Wanderlust account, I guess. But I don't like. There's like eight of them, and I don't know what I've done to deserve this. Unique cavernous mommy is <laughs> disgusting. Not to body shame anyone or anything like that, but. That's a gross combination of words that I don't care for. Well, just like what? Maybe it's someone who likes caverns. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe the mommy is not cavernous. I'm that stop. would be a unique quality. I'm going to stop talking. If you're, if you're like, you know what my thing is? Caverns. Caverns. But like unique cavern, cavern-oriented mommy then. Not cavernous. Cavern lover. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Because, you know, it sounds like it's her vagina. No, I... Okay. <laughs> I'm Liza Poor. I'm Mike Pulasic. Every week, we randomly pick two movies from our stupidly large DVD collection, watch them, and discuss. When it's all over, we can only keep one. Two discs enter. One disc leaves. This is... DVD, DVD Deathmatch! Death Hey. <laughs> I changed it from hello. I was I was uh, surprised. Yeah? Yeah. Was it like a good surprise? Yeah. Yeah. It was a good surprise. Okay. That okay. you said hi instead of hello. I mean, we got to keep it fresh. Keep we it do. new. Keep it fun over Really here. spices it up. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm okay. I've been feeling a little um, under the weather. Under the web. Just like a little weird in my body, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I'm okay. Here I am. Not COVID, though. Not COVID. Not COVID. Not that kind of under the weather. Um, well. I got that double vax. Double vax. I still wear my mask because I'm anxious. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Delta variant. Hey, it's um, your boy. It's your boy, Delta variant. <laughs> It's a good, I'm sure somebody else has said this, but it's a good drag name, Delta Variant. It is a really good drag name, yeah. Um, How are you, dear? I'm okay, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. All right. Great. Last week you said you were great. Okay, that oh, was last so week. So down, we're on, a, we're on a down swing here? Yeah, I'd say this week was a little <laughs> down. I, everything's fine, everything's fine. Just one of those, just a, a couple days of, you know, just... Everything's fine. Look, everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's not that kind of podcast. It's not. Um, nothing a is therapy ac- co- podcast. What if we just started a podcast where we just like talked about our problems? Uh, that'd be bad. No one would want to listen to <laughs> no that. No one would want to listen to that. Even we less would. than they want to listen to this. I know we won't do um, that. No, every but everything is objectively fine. There's nothing. Right. I'm not. It's just like been a an exhausting couple days. That's all. Yeah, man. Um, but all good. I love that. Great. <laughs> Do we people, even need topics? We're going to get, like, wellness checks from people. <laughs> They're going to be, like, we'll know who listens to the podcast. Because they'll be like, Are you okay? hey, just checking in. <laughs> Can um, we do anything? Yeah, exactly. Can we br- bring you a casserole? <laughs> um, 
do we have any topics at the top? I have a question for you. I have an answer for you. So this movie came out. It's called Old. <laughs> Old. We really want to see it, but we haven't gotten it's there literally yet. literally a horror movie called Old. <laughs> yeah. Where the concept is people are stuck on an island that's making them age very quickly. Yeah. They go, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the beach that makes you old. That's a the, horror film. Right. <laughs> um, so that's the... But it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Mm-hmm. We want to see it. We tried to get there this week. We haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Can't wait to see old. Yeah. What do you think is happening in old? What do you think the twist is? Oh, That's God. my question for you. Because we haven't seen it, so this isn't like a spoiler because we don't know. Right. So and well, guess. I mean, and to be perfectly honest, I haven't thought about it for two reasons. One, because I uh, often am able to guess a twist. You are. In a film. You are. Uh, and uh, so I've... In a frustrating, to a frustrating degree, I would yeah. say, as someone who's never able to guess a twist, who likes to kind of like roll with a movie, doesn't actually like try, do- doesn't really try to guess as yeah. it's going along. Well, I don't think I'm trying, actively trying to guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I have made a conscious effort more recently to actively shut that part of my brain off so that I. Uh, can enjoy surprises more. I love that. <laughs> um, so I haven't really thought about it because of that. And B, because Shamalama Ding Dong always throws me for a loop. It's never it's never exactly what you think it's going to be. Um, and it's always like some either impre- very impressive twist or very like lame twist. We, yeah. keep, we keep going back for more. <laughs> right, right, right. But, but this yeah. one seems premised on like what's happening. You know what yeah. I mean? As opposed to, I mean, a Sixth Sense was very much. Um, you I don't thought think, it was. A- well, I don't think people. I think people were taken by surprise with that one because going going into a movie, you don't always know that it has a twist, right? Um, and that one didn't seem like it would have a twist, but yeah. then he became known for his twists, and so by the time he got to the village, mm-hmm. I remember seeing the preview for the village and being like, "Oh, I know what's going on there." Yeah, um, I think anyway, they're all. I think they're all dead. I think lost. they're all dead. Okay. Yeah. All right. Great. But they weren't all dead in Lost, or were they? I mean, they were. It was like for fuck's sake. In the last season of Lost, spoiler alert for Lost. I think I'm trying to remember. It wasn't that they all had died. It was like the parallel story in the last season was them all in essentially the waiting room for heaven or something after they'd all lived long lives had nothing to do with the island is my remembrance, but I could I be think fully I was, wrong. I think I was so mad about it. I just blocked it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. What do you think it is? Ooh, I don't know. I don't have an, I don't really have an answer. You think they're all dead on, in the, on the old beach. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's why I'm excited about it. Yeah. Cause it looks, I, it's, I'm always I, the thing. Also, is that like is that for with twist endings like that, like that premise and the preview mm-hmm. seem fun enough. Yeah, that whatever it is, I don't care. Yeah, I, I, I'm so I, I don't think this was always true, but I'm so at a part of my life where it's like if the journey's fun, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, like who gives a shit if it's that they're all dead or they're they're all. I don't even know what another thing would be. <laughs> um, but 
that you know, I'm excited to see it. I, I'm just excited. To, like, it looks like a dumb movie that I'm yeah. excited to watch. That's yeah. All. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Anyway, this podcast is not sponsored by M. Night Shyamalan's old. But, um, <laughs> let okay. me see if I can get, if I can come up with one twist that it might be. Okay. They all, uh, it's a, uh, ooh, let's see. Hmm. <laughs> They're all Sims. Sims. They're okay. all Sims, and the the Sim program is messed up. It's like a game. I see. Yeah, it's a it's a game. That's right. my. That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. my guess. Yeah. We'll see. There are people out there who know. Don't. Don't tell email us. us. Don't do it. <laughs> email us about other things, but not that. <laughs> all right. Uh, you know what we did this week, though. Um, we hung out with our children. We did. We did some work. Mm-hmm. We cleaned up our house. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. Um. Is that what you're talking about? That is what we're talking about. Let's deep dive. Great. All right. Well, it's been a great episode. <laughs> no, we watched two movies. We did. This week we watched Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade from 1989 and Big from 19. 19- 88. We sure did. We did. Two late 80s classics, I would say. Two of the biggest movies of the late 80s. Yeah. For sure. Um, should we start? But not necessarily movies that I immediately think of when I'm like 80s movies. Yeah. Like yeah, it, like, I guess so. Like it feels like they happened in the 80s and aren't necessarily 80s movies. Yeah. Indiana Jones more than big for me. I would say big I associate with the 80s. Okay. But Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade, uh, it transcends time. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, great. Let's get into it. Let's start with <laughs> Indiana Jones, shall we? Let's start with Like it. I said, from 1989, directed by little-known director named Steven Spielberg. This is our third Steven Spielberg. Our third. Catch Me If You Can and... Jurassic Park. Yes. I was not. I was like, and so uh, this is our third Steven Spielberg movie yeah. that we've done. Um, IMDb summary is, in 1938, after his father, Professor Henry Jones Sr., goes missing while pursuing the Holy Grail, Professor Henry Indiana Jones Jr. <laughs> finds Jesus. himself up against Adolf Hitler's Nazis again to stop them from obtaining its powers. Again? Yep. Yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark, he was oh. fighting the Nazis. Okay, I you know what? I'm not super familiar with uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think I've legitimately seen it once. Yeah. Raiders might be... I've seen it a bunch of times, but it might be the one I'm least familiar with. I, the one I'm most familiar with is Temple of Doom. For sure. It, that is, like, Im, imprinted on my brain. <laughs> the VHS we had, I think I watched it, like, every day after school. Mm-hmm for a year or something like that. You know what I mean? Like I have such a distinct memory of like getting home from first grade pre-K. <laughs> I don't know. And being like popping in the VHS of temple of doom that I think we didn't start the record button until mm-hmm. like after the opening sequence. So yeah. then later I saw the opening sequence with like Dan Aykroyd and they're in a club in a club Mm-hmm. And stuff, and I was like, "What is this?" You know what I mean. But yeah. for a movie that I had just seen a million times, only I only saw the racist part. I mean, I guess the pl- part of the club is pretty racist. Too, yeah, I was like, anyway, um, yeah, it's all racist. But anyway, uh, I was definitely 
an Indiana Jones kid, I would say more even than a Star Wars kid. All right. Loved Star Wars, of course, but like Indiana Jones was it. Yeah. Like had a hat, begged my parents for a whip. Wow. They didn't. They didn't get you a whip? No, they didn't get me a whip. They That's were probably weird. like, this is a weird BDSM <laughs> like, okay, child. too far. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I am, I'm probably equally familiar with Temple of Doom and Last Crusade. Last Crusade uh, remains and has always been my favorite. It's, I think it's the best one. Yeah. I mean, I and I love Raiders and I love Temple of Doom. But this is, like, the most, like, just the cleanest, like, best version. It's a trilogy. Um, This is going to sound so stupid. Oh. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, it's a trilogy really, like, becoming itself over time instead Mm. of getting further away from itself. Yeah, I can see that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark is great, but it doesn't have the same, all, like, it doesn't have the same sense of comedy to it. Yeah. It. But it's still great. Mm-hmm. And then Temple of Doom is weird and crazy and fun. Yeah. And then Last Crusade is like all that in one and it's really funny. Yeah. Um, anyway, so let's like, <laughs> get, we've talked a lot, a lot about, you know, oh, speaking of, sorry, the disc itself. Yeah. So we own this because I think we got it for our wedding. I think really, yeah. We because remember we talked yes. about this, how we had like we registered we had, on I think on Amazon for our wedding and we included like DVDs that we wanted, like movies that we wanted, box much sets, yeah. much to the chagrin of my mother. Right, exactly. Was like you can't do that, and I was like, right. except we can, right. and we did, and people we were got them like for us. children, right. and we <laughs> wanted to put stuff on our registry that a was fun and b like our other child guests could afford and yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. All that stuff. So, but I, I think, um, I think Bob O'Brien got us this. Nice. The Indiana Jones box set. And I, it's a, for our, it's, it was a wedding gift. I love that. Anyway, but it does not include, uh, Indiana Jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull, no. which came out several years after our wedding. So, <laughs> um, which is, uh, doesn't count. No. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. After, so right after, sorry, we can get into this movie. <laughs> right after we watched Last Crusade, I was like chasing that high. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, like when you're, you know, you know, when you do a bunch of drugs and you're just like looking around the house for what can I snort, you know, mm-hmm, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls on Showtime. So I turned it on <laughs> and like got, uh, I don't know. 20 minutes in and I was like, Oh, this is Never not, mind. this ain't it. This ain't it. This, this ain't, ain't it. really chasing the dragon, but I didn't, <laughs> didn't, didn't work out. Didn't work out. Didn't, that's me. Didn't uh, catch him. Yeah. That's me huffing paint after. All right. I'm going to stop this. Metaphor. <laughs> it's you're, a weird you're, looking, metaphor. you're looking at me like, Nope. It's a weird nope. metaphor. <laughs> um, I mean, you guys know Indiana Jones and the last crusade. And if you don't, what are you listening to our podcast for? I'm confused, <laughs> but, um, You've got your Harrison Ford, you've got um, Sean Connery, um, and we'll get into that in a minute. But I do have to say that I'm going to say a solid 40% of my reasoning for loving The Last Crusade so much is because of River Phoenix as young Indiana. Yeah. He's like, he's so good. He's so hot. (laughs) He is very hot. And it's just, it it, it true. Like, I remember... 
because I would have been pretty young when I saw this. Right. And I remember feelings. (laughs) (laughs) When he, like, moves his hair out of his face. Oof, lol. Because the movie starts with this, like, long sequence of Indiana as a kid, as a teenager, and having this adventure where he, like, runs on a, you know, he steals something back from these uh, thieves or whatever. Yeah, and then, belongs in a museum. Yeah, this belongs in a museum. And yeah. then, and then uh, has you know, he's running from them on a, on a circus train with this great <laughs> sequence. Yeah. So fun. So, so fun. And then you kind of get introduced to the idea of his father being a stern guy. And mm-hmm. then, uh, and, and then it, you know, cuts to him as Harrison Ford. But that's like a, I don't know, 10, 15 minute sequence. It's yeah, great. it's really, really great. Um, and yeah, like it says, Sean Connery plays his father. Um, and the thing that's funny about that Mm -hmm. is that this is my experience with Sean Connery. Mm -hmm. I didn't see, I didn't watch him as Bond. Yeah. I was not into Sean Connery Bond. I was not into Bond until, what's his name? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Which, whatever. But, um, and so this is, this is what... Yes. Sean Connery is to me. And he is so goofy and doofy in yes. this film. This, like, big glasses dad. Yeah, like, doddering old guy. Yes. Who's the, the, we named the dog Indiana. Right, the best example of that is when Indiana jumps through the window, is saving him from the Nazis, mm-hmm. and uh, Harrison Ford shoots a bunch of guys with a machine gun or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and he goes... Look what you did. Look what you did. I can't believe what you did. <laughs> and it's like, so, he's just like, oh. oh my God. And this is James Bond. I know. And it's you're like, so funny. what? But, um, and, you know, obviously, uh, Sean Connery was not a very nice man. No, not but a nice But I remember man. my mom saying that to me as like a preteen. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, you mean the... The guy from Last Crusade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? My you know? mom also said that to me. She was also like, I don't know. It was, yeah. Something was about like, that age of lady. Right. She was <laughs> Sean like, Connery. Well, he, because he gave an interview where he was like, it's okay to hit a woman, yeah. essentially. Yeah, if she yeah. like mouth off to you. Right. And, uh, and, you know, our feminist moms were like, uh-uh. no, it is not. <laughs> it is not okay, Sean Connery. Um, so, and they were correct. They were correct. I'm, you know what? I'm going to go on the record courageous stance on the pod. Don't cancel me. Wow. Ally. But I'm going to say it's not okay to hit a woman. Ally. Wow. Ally. Wow. Um, so yeah, so that's just very, that's always been very funny to me that this is my like reference point for Sean Connery and he, um, has done obviously so many other things, but this is it. Yeah. No, I think and for our generation, this is like the Sean Connery that this, Hunt for Red October. I mean, um, you know, just a bunch of those 90s, 80s kind of things. But I think that's how we think of him. And then obviously, I think the generation, you know, if you go if you go a year or two under us, I think it's only the SNL sketch <laughs> of Celebrity Jeopardy that people yeah. are, are familiar with. And because he also, he died recently, but he hadn't done anything for... 10 years before that. I, and I'd always heard that he, you know, may may have had Alzheimer's or something Mm. like that. You know what I mean? He may have been in decline for a while. Yeah. Um, which is a shame anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to bring Um. it down, (laughs) bringing it down. Um, so yeah, so you, so you see Indiana as a, as a teen and then as an adult, he's a teacher at a college 
all these uh, young ladies are in his class because he's hot, I guess. Right. Um, and that's such a thing from the first movie, too, is Raiders of the Lost Ark. There's women in his class who close their eyes and they have messages to him written on their eyelids. <laughs> I can't remember what it says. What? That's so it, weird. I can't remember what they say. It says, like, love you or something like that. But, <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah. But so that's, like, a theme. Because the second one, he's not in the classroom at all. No, yeah. He's, it's only adventure. Yeah. 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 Um, and then this guy comes to him, Game of Thrones guy. Yeah, Julian Glover. Um, and it's like, I'm looking for the Holy Grail, blah, 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 here's the clues, I have this thing, I have this thing, I have this thing, blah, blah, blah. And Indiana Jones is all, nah, I'm not really interested in, like, looking for the grail, I don't believe that shit. And he's like, cool, but the guy that we had working on it has disappeared, and he's all, why would I care about that? And he's like, because it's your dad. Um, Damn. (laughs) So uh, he agrees to go looking for his father, basically. So they go to his father's place, and it's been ransacked by the Nazis. They're looking for this Grail diary, which is all his like clues and stuff mm-hmm. that he had mailed to Indiana, and he he brings it out and he goes through it. The like visceral <sighs> feeling of that diary, yes, it's like it's this like leather bound little book, and it's just chock full of like notes and drawings and stuff, and I don't things know, put into it, right, and, margins and, it's, and yeah, and little notes and well all this. worn and like. Almost busting open because it's so full. That thing, oh man. Oh, that's like pornography. (laughs) (laughs) That that grail diary. I love a thick notebook. No, it is. It's like a thick notebook that's like full of disparate kinds of just like like, passion notes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh man. Is this weird? Is this weird? Yeah. Let us know. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so so it's he and Marcus who's played by. Denel Elliott. Thank you. Um, who is in the first movie. Yeah, he's in the first movie. I don't think he's in the second one. No. And and uh, according to the trivia, because again, I, I truly do not. The only thing I remember about Raiders is the like cl- them back to back with their eyes closed because yeah. if they open their eyes, they'll die. Yeah. That's the only thing I have. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so again, the IMDb trivia was saying how he's in the first one and he's, but it's very serious. Yeah. He's kind of like a guide or something. And then right. in this last one, he's just like this bumbling fool, completely there for comic relief. Yeah. Um, he does a great job. He does an amazing job. <laughs> and that's such a funny, it's such a funny progression because it just, I don't know why it works, but it does. Mm. And that cut, there's a cut in it where the Nazis have Indiana Jones and his father tied up mm-hmm. and they're like. Uh, Indiana is explaining to them, like, no, I've sent the diary or what, the map or whatever it is, the pages, right. to Marcus. And he gives this speech about, like, he's already gone. Like, essentially, like, take... With a, any luck, yeah, he, he already has He has a very grail. particular set of skills, like a very yeah. taken, like, thing. He'll blend in, and disappear. Then, right, <laughs> and then it's hard cut to him just, like, fully lost in a market. Very busy marketplace. Like, right. does anyone speak English? Yeah, exactly. like, <laughs> and it just, it's so funny. I hate yeah. that I'm just like, it's good. <laughs> but it is so fucking good and funny. And like that, that cut works so well. It's just, I don't know. I just remember it as such a, like even leading up to it while we were watching it, I was thinking, this is going to be, be good, man. Here this we go. Be good. Yeah. And then it was so good. Yeah, we were both so excited. But um, but yeah, and and so when Indiana goes to Venice, right? Yeah. Because um, that was the last place they saw his father. 
Um, he meets up with this woman named Elsa or Ilsa. Ilsa, I think. Ilsa, um, who is 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 helping the guy who's hired him to find right. the Grail, whatever, and is guiding him. And then it turns out, oops, they're all Nazis. Right. Oops, all Nazis. Oops, um, all Nazis. And uh, so she's so she's bad, but they have this very like. Ugh, Cody Finger's hot scene where they're like fighting and kissing. I don't know. It didn't work for me. <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah. And then late, so then Indiana finds his dad, but they capture the two of them and leave them tied up and all this stuff. There are so many jokes, so many jokes about how Indy slept with her. And also his father slept with yeah. her. There are so many jokes throughout the rest of the film. Yep. And I'm just like, guys, this is weird. It's this weird. is weird. You've done a weird thing. It's weird. It's pretty funny, though. <laughs> but it's weird. It's so weird. Because it's not even like a one-off. Like, no. yes, sure. Do a one-off. Nope. It's like several jokes. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. They want to make sure that you know that both of these men... Have slept with this right. woman. They both did it. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> Very it's a lot. Strange. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It was so interesting to watch this movie right after having watched The Mummy mm. and The Mummy Returns. Yes. Look, this is not a mummy podcast, even though we talk about The Mummy <laughs> <Yet>. every week. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, this movie, like, if it had been, and I, look, I wrote this on Letterboxd, so I'm just recycling my own shit. Sorry. <laughs> But if it had been made 10 years later, like, all those rats in the catacombs and stuff would have been digital. Yeah. And that's what The Mummy is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like an Indiana Jones movie, but also with all these crappy digital effects in it. And it that's why it's like, The Mummy's fine. Yeah. But it's not it's this. It's not this. Yeah, lots and, of... Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. And just, it's, it, like, this movie has so many parallels with the mummy you yeah know, they, like they stole so much shit from it mm -hmm. that whole you pointed this out that whole thing where like there's a secret society of people trying to protect the grail <laughs> yeah then the mummy did that later with secret society of people trying to protect the mummy right <laughs> i guess and so it's like it was so interesting to watch this right after and be like oh this is like the real the uncut not to do another drug thing, but the uncut <laughs> version of, like, mummy cocaine. What? What? Okay. <laughs> okay, we're done. Wrap we're, it up. we're shutting that down. No, but there's a lot of uh, uh, trivia, again, about the use of animals. Because you've got the whole sequence in the beginning where you've got a rhinoceros that was uh, animatronic. It was oh, not, it yeah, was not that real. makes sense. Um, and there was something about the lion, but I can't remember what it was. Was the lion just, like, not in the room with anyone? And they kind of, like... No, there was something... Ab there I mean, like, yes, but post. there was also something about, like... Um, it it got angry or something and took a swipe at someone like <laughs> something angry. like, Ugh. but, Yikes. um, the pit of snakes was, they were, it was actually snakes, but the one he yeah. fell into was not real snakes. But you, you know? can tell. It's yeah. And snakes. then like, the rats, weird. one, they had to be bred because if you just get rats, they're dirty. So these, all of these rats were bred for the movie. Wow. And then, so basically so it was like, it was like, 
what's the what's the minimum number of rats that we can do like working with Spielberg? What's the minimum number of rats that is acceptable? Because they had to breed them for and this. And he was like seven thousand. Right. Like that's how many rats there are. There's in that so scene. many rats. There's also definitely a rat that gets stepped on at one point. Oh. Like I like in one of the shots, you can see a rat like. Oh, no. <laughs> well, they can squish pretty small. Like, their bones are very flexible. Yeah, like, then the foot comes up, and the rat is still moving. Okay, so. that's good. <laughs> Not just, like... Right, exactly. Oh, gross. Yeah, there's no, there's no splat. Um, um, yeah. Oh, I did make a note. I said... So, he has this... Uh, this this line that he says several times in the movie, the that belongs in a museum yeah. line. Um, and obviously he's like, that's his things, artifacts. Right. Right. Um, and I said, for someone who's so precious about artifacts, he sure is real destructive. Like he they go to that library and he discovers like X marks the oh, spot and he scene. just picks up a thing and bashes the floor yeah. open. Yeah. And it's like Sir, Sir, what are you doing? What are you doing? I love that scene. We also had the Indiana Jones like video game for our like Commodore. <laughs> no, not Super Nintendo. Oh. It was like Commodore computer or something like that. Oh, wow. It was like, and I remember I, like so much of this movie. I remember as the video game, also, <laughs> which was just like you are in the library. Do you where like you like yeah like text yeah, yeah exactly like it was very lame but. <laughs> Very funny. Um, there's so many funny, good lines in this movie mm-hmm. that have just stuck with me for 20, 30 years, and they're all from Sean Connery, yeah. which is, I mean, he's not a comedy actor. He's not. But he's so funny. It's so funny. Um, it's almost like comedy actor is not a real thing. <laughs> anyway, but just like when he says, I, I should have sent it to the Marx Brothers, and, like, <laughs> and the other one when he goes, uh, they're tied up. That whole sequence where they're tied up is so funny. And yeah. they're tied up, and the room is on fire, mm. and they find a secret door. They're, you know, tied in up back fireplace. to back. Yeah. And they find a secret door in the fireplace, and they spin around, and then they spin around again, and they're back in the room that's on fire. Yeah. And he just goes, our situation has not improved. <laughs> and it just, it, I don't, I like, this is all just nostalgia, too. Yeah. But it just makes me so happy this movie like yeah. it was really like we were watching it and i was like feeling so good i know and then that's what i was talking about when it was over i was like i, I gotta watch some, i gotta watch <laughs> kingdom of the crystal skull to like really keep it going and yeah like, no yeah no no but the, and the thing that i love about this film is that it's it's funny it's adventurous it's got a little bit of like puzzle solving yes. to it which i love yeah I eat that shit up. And then it also has this incredible moment where I tear up every time at the end where has the grail and she takes it across the seal and everything starts to fall apart and she falls into a crack and Indiana grabs her hand and she's like, I can reach it. And he's like, it's not worth it. And she tries to reach it and she falls to her death. And then Indy falls and her, his dad grabs him and he's doing the same thing, trying to reach the grail. And he's like, I can get it. And Sean Connery just goes, after calling him Junior the whole movie, yeah, because we named the dog Indiana, right? He just goes Indiana, and I lose it every time. <laughs> yeah. There's no like comedy. There's no, it's just this beautiful. Yeah. The way he says it, yeah, hurts my heart. Yeah, <laughs> well, because he's accepting his son, and it's so beautiful on his own <laughs> on his own terms. You know, yeah. you know, his son's terms, which he's never done before. Like, he's never, you know, 
The, another line, sorry, another line, Sean Connery line. It's just like, it's the best Sean Connery. It's the best. Yeah. But he, and you know, he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but this is like, also Harrison Ford is so funny in this. Yeah. In a way that I had not, you know, I mean, he's charming, but he, he was like, he's like funny in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, and it's that same, I think it's that same no, it's later when they're on the beach with the the seagulls or whatever. And then, oh, you know, yeah. And there's, there's uh, these dogfight planes, like, trying to kill them. And Sean Connery goes, these people are trying to kill us. <laughs> and, and Indiana goes, I know, Dad. <laughs> and it's so funny. And I hate that I, my whole thing is just that. This is a funny and 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 good movie. Yeah. Um. But the other thing that's so funny about this movie, and maybe not intentionally, is that there's comes a part, a uh, part in the sequence of it, mm-hmm. where it's just them on vehicle after vehicle after vehicle <laughs> after vehicle after yeah. vehicle. They go from bikes to a blimp to planes to horses and tanks. Yeah. Like that <laughs> sequence after sequence after sequence after sequence, and it's like so it works yeah it's like yeah sure that's what i need from this yeah. it's just like this chase then a blimp then this then that it just it's, it's great it's really good um fun fact are you ready for this fun fact yeah i don't know if you are so steven spielberg obviously directed this and he had to dra- he had to drop out of directing two other films in mm-hmm. order to direct this one of them was rain man okay wow you want to know what the other one was? What? Big. <gasps> right? I just got chills. <laughs> I just got actual chills. Because it was written by his wife at the time, right? What, Big? Yeah. 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 Actual chills. Holy shit. Holy shit. Um, Fun fact. I also really like this movie a lot because... The whole thing with Ilsa is mm-hmm. that she's not a Nazi. She's right. working with the Nazis to get the grail. Yeah, she's a grail seeker. Right. But the movie is like very clear that there's no collaborating with Nazis. There's no like yeah. good there's no making it work for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Nazis are, are bad. Right. But uh, <laughs> the you know, movie takes the bold stance. Well, no, but you know what I mean? There's no <laughs> yeah. like middle ground. Yeah. And with and you know, unf- like when I was a kid, it was like, oh, this movie has Nazis, and this movie has the Empire and Darth mm-hmm. Vader, and this movie has like whoever the villain is in Willow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like these were the movies when I was a kid, and it felt very like, oh yeah, Nazis. Sure, those are bad guys. Those mm-hmm. are like whatever. But you know, I mean, the past couple of years, it's like, yeah, yeah, there's Nazis, and they're bad, and there's fascists, and they're bad, and there's no good working with them. There's no, no like, yeah. there's no like, you come out smelling like a rose. Like, no, you no just don't do it because it's bad yeah and there's and i think that when i was a kid it seemed very uh that seemed like a very um what's the word uh like opaque or vague kind of notion Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and now it's like yeah, no, that's actually like practically applicable in life, <laughs> right? In something a weird that has way, to be said in a weird way is that Indiana Indiana Jones and his father being like, no, these guys are bad, and we don't ever ever work with them. Yeah, um, is 
you know, is unfortunately a bold stance <laughs> in 2021. Um, oof, I also really respect any movie mm-hmm. that has, because this is an, there's an actual line in the movie after the tank goes off the thing, mm-hmm. off the cliff. Yeah. The thing. <laughs> the thing. Um, after the tank goes off the cliff, there's an actual line where Sean Connery says to Harrison Ford, we're very near the end now. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, I love when a movie says, like, this is almost over. Yeah. <laughs> so it's okay. Like, I love that. It's great. It's uh, great. Thumbs up on Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah. Um, I, I wrote down that the, there was a Pepsi ad with the night that I remember very distinctly. Oh, yeah. About, like, you chose poorly. Yeah. Also, this movie, I have a question for you. Oh. So, a movie like, let's say, Signs, mm-hmm. which is like a good movie, but is kind of then in the end is saying... Jesus. Yeah, is essentially saying everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. so hit you over the head with it, and mm-hmm. but never saying Jesus. I mean, sure. Right, but saying everything <laughs> happens for a reason, we're all here, for, you know, all blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, but a well-made movie mm-hmm. with like a weird kind of religious message to it. Yeah. Why? And I, this, this is a question I was asking myself. Why is that so much more cringy than like Indiana Jones and the last crusade where they're saying Jesus was real <laughs> and he was definitely the son of God. And here's the cup and it gives you eternal life. Do and I like, know why? Why? Cause I, I <laughs> like, like, cause this is like, okay, good. So, so, <sighs> For, I am I am not a religious person. Right. I have read a lot of the Bible. Sure. I have studied some of the Bible. Sure. So have I. I uh, most of my information about religion and the Bible comes from musical theater. <laughs> it's not that I object to uh, the stories. Yeah. I don't object to that. Right. The history of that. Right. Right. Because they are stories. That were passed down and changed and rearranged at some point to make them work for for people. But they came from somewhere, right? right? Yeah, of course. Um, So that's not the part of religion that I object to, right? Right, of course. And Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is so... It's it's an adventure movie based on a story. Right. A mythical story. That the whole time he's like, I don't believe in that. And then it turns out to be true. It would right. be, the, it's the same thing if, it's the same thing as like Atlantis for me. Right. Where it's like, yeah, there's no religion based on Atlantis. Maybe there is. Not that I know of. But that's not a thing that I think is true. But holy shit, if it was true. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel, it's funny. I feel like there was a rumor when I was a kid that like the next Indiana Jones movie was going to be about Atlantis. Really? I, or maybe there was like a video game that was him in Atlantis or something. But that's interesting that you say that because like people, I did wa- I did end up watching the rest of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> oh god! And it's like it's not that bad actually. Uh-huh. It's like the CGI is the worst part of it. Yeah. Like the rest of it is like if they had just made it without CGI, it would be like a fun little movie. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's not very good, but. Um, but people got so mad about the the fact that it's aliens in that one. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, but it was like, it was weird Jesus nights in the last one. And then in the one before that, it was, I mean, you know, it was like. Uh, racist. Ra- well, <laughs> a kind of racist vision of what 
uh, of like an Eastern religion, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. And then even the word Eastern is racist. I'm so sorry. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> and then before that it was the Ark of the Covenant, you know, it was like, yeah. People like I was like I don't aliens make sense to me, man. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, like as someone who's not religious, aliens is the same as Jesus. Right, <laughs> like it just is. So and and, and yeah, because it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's it's there's no like there's no parts of the religion of religion that I don't like happening in Indiana Jones. Right, Do you know what I mean. Even his father, who has has the book has right. been looking for this grail his entire life is not necessary. I mean, there's one part where he like s- Indiana takes the Lord's name, the Lord's in vain, name in vain yeah. and his father slaps him, but he's so much more focused on finding the grail. Right. Well, also Sean Connery had to get a slap in on somebody. I you mean, know, that's his thing. That's so. his thing. <laughs> hey, um, but got yeah, him. got him. Got him. <laughs> but yeah. And, and also I, I also love, that there's not, it's not his dad trying to make him religious no. or make him believe. Yeah. And in the end, like Indiana Jones, like solves, he, he drinks from the grail. He saves his father's life via the grail. Yeah. And it's not like, I believe like they just ride off into the sunset right. still like arguing. And yeah. that's how the movie ends. So it's, there's something about that that works for me really well. That is a weird thing about this movie is that, that I don't think ever gets addressed, certainly not in kingdom of the crystal skull, but like, is that in theory, they both should be living forever. Right. In theory, they've both drunk from the grail, which gives you eternal life. Right. So then they, I mean, Indiana Jones should live forever now. Right. And his father also, who's dead in kingdom of the crystal skull. And there's a photo on the desk. Right. Uh, look, okay, so we found a hole. <laughs> All right. Um, is this available? Uh, it's on Showtime. Okay. Ah, ah, Showtime gang. Uh-huh. While you're there, check out Jesus and Mero. <laughs> Thursdays and Sundays, 11 p.m. Mero. Um, it's a great show. You'll love it. Um, and I think it's also on Paramount Plus. Great. Uh. I love that. The two streaming services... Everyone has. Everyone has. Hey, 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 hey. What's the connection? All right. Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones himself. He's also the Blade Runner from Blade Runner. He sure is. And Daryl Hannah Uh of Kill Bill Volume 1 was in Blade Runner and Volume 2 was in Blade Runner. And she was in Splash with Tom Hanks. Another classic. Haven't seen it. You haven't seen Splash? No. How is that possible? Haven't seen it. Do we own that? Let me look. We might have to watch it. If we don't own it, we're watching it tonight. We don't own it. Oh my god! <laughs> All right. Well, we know what we're doing after this. We're watching Splash. Jesus, you got it. Oh man. Okay. Wow. I've never seen Splash. Wow. How is that possible? Is it? Is Jason Alexander in that, or is that Pretty Woman? That's Pretty Woman. <laughs> Because I've never it's seen John Candy. In I've Splash. never seen Pretty Woman either, and so wow, we got a lot of work to do. All right, yeah. let's let's wrap this up. Okay, all right. Our next movie is Big from 1988, directed by Penny Marshall. Lady director, <laughs> lady director. Thank you. <laughs> the IMDb summary is: After wishing to be made big. <laughs> A teenage boy wakes the next morning to find himself mysteriously in the body of an adult. 
Not just any adult. Tom Hanks. Pop it in. There's no features. This is a very bare bones disc. Yeah. It's an iconic movie from the 80s. I, uh, I, I think I came to it pretty late. Really? I don't think I saw it as a kid. I think I was oh. too busy watching Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones and the <laughs> Temple of Doom over and over and over again. But I have definitely seen it a couple times. I mean, I don't, I don't remember. I definitely saw it as a preteen kid. You yeah. know what I mean? But six is probably pretty young for me to have seen it. Yeah. Which is when I, how old I would have been when it came out. Right. Um, right. But, uh, but yeah, and I remember watching it over and over and over. Really? And over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing watching it this time is just realizing how influential this movie is, like how much of this movie is on so many movies and mm-hmm. how it, I, I don't know if this is true. Maybe I'm, I'm wrong about this. Mm-hmm. I didn't do any research, but like, it feels like this movie really gave birth to a genre of high concept comedy. You know okay. what I mean? Like that, or at least like propelled it into the stratosphere in a way. Like, I don't think Groundhog Day exists if big doesn't isn't a huge hit interesting you know what i mean like i don't think like um like liar liar exists if big isn't a huge hit or mm-hmm. and the movie that like is a like direct kind of boom that we've done on this show before is elf yeah you know what i mean is like a childlike man mm-hmm. in new york city getting a job and like making and and his childlike wonder makes him successful at the job. And in Elf, it's uh, children's book publishing. And in this, it's a toy <laughs> company. Yeah. But anyway, so just watching it this time, I was like, man, this movie, like, really... Informs a lot. So many movies are directly birthed from this movie and how good it is. Yeah. And, like, all that. Yeah. Um, I was surprised to learn that Tom Hanks was 32, Mm-hmm. In this, and he's supposed to be playing a thirty-two-year-old man. Yeah, but I was surprised for some reason. I don't because he looks younger. I think he looks older. <laughs> oh well, he just like always feels older. But that could to just us. be like the eighties effect. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? people, everyone looks people forty-five. <laughs> everyone looks exactly forty-five. Yeah, <laughs> not that forty-five is old, but it's just like that. Everyone looks an exact age. from like from like twenty-three to fifty. Right, everyone. All, everyone looks forty-five. Exactly. Yeah, but um, I'm gonna say it. Tom Hanks is good. I gotta agree. <laughs> I gotta agree on this one. Like he's so good in he's, this. He's really good in this. It's funny. It's also funny because uh. I was just like, oh, we should go into the plot like before we kind of dive in. It's like, no, that's the plot. That's it. That's the plot. Like, it's so weirdly simple and weirdly low stakes. Yes. I feel like if this were made today, his parents would be going through a divorce or something. (laughs) Yeah. Some reason why he wants to be big. Yeah. And the reason he wants to be big is because he couldn't get on the fucking roller coaster. Yeah. And with the girl that he has a crush on. The girl that he has a crush on. So he goes and wishes to be big. Right. He wants to be big because he's a 13 year old boy. Right. Yeah. But I feel like if it were happening today, there would be some, Oh, he's bullied. He's cyber bullied. Yeah. He's cyber bullied. (laughs) No, but just, yeah. And just, I love the, I love the simplicity of the movie and I love the simplicity of the magic. Yeah. We're not explaining it. Oh yeah. It's literally, he goes up to a Zoltar machine. You guys know he makes a wish. 
after he makes the wish and he gets the little card out, it's like, your wish is granted. He realizes the machine is unplugged. Right. Which is like, ooh. But then it's never like, it was cursed by a witch in the woods. It's literally just, we have to find this machine so that I can make a wish again and go back. Yeah, there's no prequel movie about the Zoltar. Yeah. Like how it came to be and like Zoltar's origin story. Yeah, we follow the Zoltar around to different fairs. Right, You know, with the gremlin that's wheeling it out. Like it's, (laughs) it's beautiful. And then at the end, when he finds the Zoltar and goes, he unplugs it. It's plugged, he unplugs it, he makes the wish. And he goes back and it's just like, Wah! well, that's the other thing too, is that it's not like it. I mean, he does learn, uh, you know, he does come out of the journey changed Yes, because it's a solid movie or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's not like he has to do that in order to become go back young again. Yeah. What he has to do is find the fucking Zoltar. Right. And the reason that it takes an entire movie to find the Zoltar is because they can't get the information from the city processing bureau or whatever it is. Yeah. To, of where the, the fair is. You yeah. know what I mean? Or where for the machine like is. For six weeks or something. Right, for six weeks. And that's it. That's the entire, yeah. like, mechanism of the movie. Yeah. And you're right. It's just so simple. And then the, what is actually, like, the, the drama and the comedy of the movie is him like figuring out uh, like how to live and get a job and all this stuff mm-hmm. and uh, romance. Yeah, romance. This woman. Well, and and, the, and there is this really beautiful moment um, where uh, you know he he's in so he he's dating this woman and they're presenting and he he's finally revealed to her that he's actually thirteen. Right. And she's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? That's insane." Um, and then he leaves this meeting to go to the machine and it's and he makes the wish and she's upset and she's like, why did you do that? And he says, there are a million reasons for me to go back. And there's only one reason for me to stay. Right. Which is like devastating, but also like, especially if you're her, that's like devastating to hear that like quote, you're not enough for him to stay. But it's also like, yeah, yeah, yes. Yes. There are a million reasons for you to go back. And just this lovely woman. Right. To stay and and it's just like it's again very simple, very succinct, mm-hmm. and also like a real dagger, like yeah. a real good like drama dagger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, um, really well done, and she's so good, Elizabeth Perkins. Yeah, she's yeah, like yeah. such a good actress, and 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 really good in this movie, and has a real like change throughout yeah. the movie that's like subtle but also great. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. not like like she's still kind of a. Quotey fingers mess right. when she, you know, fine because she starts out very like uptight, very like focused on her career, dating this awful guy. Um, right, John Hurd, who's the dad from Home Alone. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I just watched uh, Snake Eyes last night, and he's in that too. Oh. He's such a good actor. He's on The Sopranos also. He's like, he's just like one of those guys. Anyway, sorry. No, that scene where they're playing squash. Yes. It's like, you know how I love two grown-ass men fighting, yeah, like, yeah, children. Yeah. And this is, like, the original. And yeah. it's so good. Um, but, yeah, she's this really lovely metamorphosis where she's... It's not like she's completely changed, but she loosens up and, right. you know, and hopefully goes forward in the, in the movie, the world right. of the movie, loving life a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I think that one thing that's great about... And, th- like... I don't have the same, it's funny because I don't have the same like nostalgia love for this mm-hmm. because I didn't see it till later, mm-hmm. but I do like, like the movie a lot and, and, uh, respect a lot of things about it. Mm-hmm. And one of them is the fact that, so he, um, he, 
wakes up in the body of Tom Hanks mm-hmm. and he's in his house mm-hmm. and he essentially like runs out of his house. Then later, um, he comes back, right? And he like confronts his mom who's, he just runs in the house and his mom who's played by Mercedes Rule mm-hmm. is so good. And is that it's so, the most incredible name ever? It's very good. Sorry. <laughs> um, but she's like, this weird man runs into her house and she's like, like you can see the fear on her face mm-hmm. and she's like, no, 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 no. Like, please, please yeah. don't uh, kill me essentially. Yeah. And then he runs away and then she's missing her son. She thinks he's been kidnapped. There's the police there. All this stuff is happening. Yeah. And it's, it's weird. It makes you feel weird about this whole story that's happening because you know that this family, the dad fucking disappears. Dad's gone. Yeah. <laughs> but Mercedes rule, she's so good. And you know that she's in agony mm-hmm. for this entire comedy that's yeah. happening is that there's a woman in Larchmont or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> yeah. Who's like. My son has who, been kidnapped. Yeah. Who's my son has been kidnapped. I'm in agony for this entire time. Yeah. And. So I think that's a thing that people point out about the movie as if they are discovering it. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's in the movie itself that like it there's it deals with the real world consequences of this weird magic thing that happened. In yeah, a, it's not afraid to shy away from those in a way that I think is better than a lot of its uh, later kind of forebears forebears. <laughs> Descendants? Post post bears? Post bear post post bears. Rar. Rar. Um <laughs> no, yeah. I love I love again the simplicity of it of we're acknowledging that this is this this would be a problem. <laughs> yeah. But this, it's also not the focus of the whole movie, but we're not ignoring it. Yeah. You know, I, I exactly, think that's great. Yeah. Exactly. And then I think that also applies to the big thing that people point out about this movie as if they're geniuses, mm-hmm. which is uh, that uh, he has sex with this woman. <laughs> it's implied. I know. I fully did not clock so much of that as a kid, which is why I know that I watched it as like a preteen yeah. kid. Because like there's a line uh, where she they go back to his place and she's clearly like, ooh, we're going to fuck. Yeah. And he's like, you mean like a sleepover? Yeah. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, I get to be on top talking about his bunk bed. Yeah. Which I fully didn't get. There's not like all line, of these, yeah. like, and I don't remember. There's like, because that's not when they sleep together. They sleep together later. Right. And it's like, she takes off her shirt and he f- touches her boob. Yeah. And it's a like. A long boob touch. Okay. It's weird, but it's not weird because Tom Hanks is not an, a child. Right. He's just doing a very good job playing a child. But he's a 13 year old in an adult's body. Right. right. And it's just very, it's, it's very well done. Yeah. I do not remember that scene from a child. So I fully was like, mm, no. Like my kid brain was like. <laughs> This doesn't pertain to me. <laughs> you know what I remember? Because I think I saw it when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I mean when I say it came to it later. Like, it was not, like, a childhood favorite. Yeah. But, and maybe this is oversharing. Oh. But you know what I remember is... Boobies? No. Oh. Not at all. <laughs> I remember that cut so vividly to... 
Because they don't show them sleeping together. They show them touching no. the boob, and then yeah. they kiss maybe. And then it cuts, hard cut, yeah. to the next morning. The elevator at work opens, and he walks off, and he's just <laughs> got a pep in his step. <laughs> and he's just saying, like, to everybody, like, hey, Dan. Like, uh, you know, and everyone's like, hey, this guy looks like he's doing well. <laughs> and I remember that so vividly of being like, oh, you have sex, and then you feel good the next day. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it just makes it makes your life better for, like, about a day afterwards. Yeah, is that true? I don't know, but watching you it... You don't know? No, I mean, like, it, like I, I don't know. Always <laughs> in trouble, folks. No, no, but it's not like... It's, you know... Uh, here's... Because uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm having sex so often now that I can't, like, <laughs> register whether or not each day is different than... You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying. You're there. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Guys, my head is on the table. Her head's on the table. Um, <laughs> but I remember, I remember definitely thinking like, "Oh, that's this is what sex is. This is science. This is like you have sex and then, and then you are a a happier person. You know what I mean? <laughs> Great. So the next day, like, and you just like walk into like that. That is not a um, Tom Hanks walking off that elevator having fucked <laughs> is not an image that uh, I would say has ever left me. That's great. I yeah. love that for you. So um, do with that what you will. <laughs> Yikes. Um, <laughs> here's a weird thing that I realized watching it. this. The, the look and the feel and the sound of the best friend is burned into my brain. Yeah, like kids. He's great. Yeah, and he didn't do hardly anything else. Right. But his performance is amazing. Yeah. Especially like working with Tom Hanks, the two of them are great together. And but just the way that he is is so burned in my brain. Jared Rushton is yes. his name, and he he is so good. You're right. Yeah. He's so good in this movie. Um, I remember him from. This and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. Another yeah, formative yeah, yeah. Uh, film. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's so good in this. You're right. Yeah. Oh, here's a weird a weird thing, a uh, weird IMDb trivia thing. Uh, so Josh is Tom Hanks' character, and he has a baby sister mm-hmm. named Rachel, who is uncredited, and no one knows who played her. That's so funny. Isn't that so weird? Girl who played Rachel in Big, if you're listening. <laughs> but she might not even know. She might not even know. Right. But you, know, you would know. If you saw yourself as a baby in a film, you'd be like, oh, fuck, that's me. I one million percent would not know. I would know because I've looked the same since I was an <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're you're a big infant. I'm a giant child. Have you seen these eyes? Uh, uh, yeah, I, a million percent would never. If I if it was like like I could be the Lindbergh baby, I would have no idea. <laughs> I don't think you're the Lindbergh. Yeah, I would be a hundred years old. I so think that's how this works. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Great. Um, uh, I saw that was funny. That is very weird and funny. Yeah. Uh, I know it's the iconic scene from this, but that piano scene where they're dancing. Great. Super charming. Yeah. Guys, Tom Hanks is good, and the <laughs> piano scene from Big is charming. <laughs> um, now, here's a question for you. Yeah. Talk to me about baby corn, because another iconic <laughs> scene that apparently was completely improv by Tom Hanks himself, is he? he's at a party, he's at a grown-up party, he's wearing a ridiculous tuxedo, 
He picks up a little piece of baby corn and eats it like it's a big piece of corn. Is that not how you're supposed to eat baby corn? Because <laughs> you, this you is just my thing. Eat baby corn. But what is baby corn? It's baby corn. Is it actually baby corn? Let's look it up. No, no, you know, you you brought us here. <laughs> you don't know? I don't know what is baby corn. The adorable mystery of where baby corn comes from. <laughs> Lord. Lord. Because I don't understand what it is. Baby corn comes from regular corn. Comes from regular corn or is regular corn? It's just picked at a much earlier stage. So you're eating cob. Yeah, but, oh, before it's been fertilized, though. So. No, but when you. Wait, what you're eating with a corn cob is actually the female part of the plant. Okay, but, like, it's like (laughs) a giant, if a giant were eating corn. And just biting into the cob. That's what we're doing with baby corn. I mean, yes and no, because it's it's a smaller form. Of, so it hasn't formed a giant cob in the middle. It hasn't even been fertilized. So there's no cob. You're not biting cob. No, you're not biting cob. Well, look, <laughs> I don't know about that. I I think you're, you don't know. You're just saying things. I just gave it a goog, man. Whatever. You heard me. Clickety clackety. Uh... I do remember some big, not fight, but some big conversation between you and I years ago about how you hated baby corn. And I was like, what do you mean you hate baby corn? Well, what is it? I just, (laughs) it's literally baby corn. No, it's not. Yes. (laughs) Um, let's move on. (laughs) Um, The scene in the hotel where mm-hmm. he, when he first gets to New York in the big body, Ooh. and he goes to a hotel because with all with all the money he has, which is not that much, yeah, and so it's a um, uh, uh, not a great establishment. It's a pay by the hour place, right? And he he goes into this this hotel, and there's just like loud, loud sounds coming from the alley. There's a gunshot, someone screaming. There's a man arguing in Spanish in the next room, mm-hmm. um, loudly, and. Tom Hanks does such a good job in that scene of conveying, like, I want my mom, essentially. Yeah. Like, I have no one, and I'm in this room alone, and I'm scared, and I'm 13, yeah. or whatever it is. Um, that is such a, like, you know, that is just such a great piece of acting. I don't yeah. know. It really brought me back to the many times that I was a scared child. Oh. And what uh Aww. you know what I mean? Like that yeah. we've all been through. Yeah. And so that I think that that was really uh great. Now, is it a little weird that he's just scared and crying because a man is talking in Spanish? Well, but I mean also there was a gunshot. Come there was. On. I'm just kidding. I'm just there kidding. was a gunshot that scared me when we were I was like, oh it God. It was actually viscerally like it was surpri- it was so loud and surprising. It, like the way it the way it was cut and everything. Yeah, it really did it was actually really well done. <laughs> um yeah, I also definitely remember uh, being super sad at the end of this movie when he goes back to being a kid. Like mm-hmm. For all of the, like, again, that, that, that line of there are a million reasons for me to go back and only one for me to stay. And then, cause then she like drives him home yeah. and he's walking down the street and he turns back into 13 year old Josh. Yeah. And it's just, 
I don't, I just, I remember being really, really, because, and I was definitely, when I was watching this, it was definitely in that period where all I wanted to see was movies with kids, movies starring kids and about kids, you know what I mean? So it's weird that I was into this, this movie that featured mostly an adult, although an adult playing a kid. So I guess that's, that works. And he does such a good job that it feels like you're watching a kid. Yeah. That's the whole joke of the movie that you're like, that it works. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so it's, it's funny to me that I remember being really disappointed and sad when he goes back to being a kid. Yeah. Again, well done. Well done. Well done, everyone. Back to, we can wrap it up, but back to John Hurd for a second, who is such, I just really, I like those weird kind of guys who are just in stuff and you're, I don't know. Yeah. He's not, he's not even that really a character actor he's just like a guy who was around i don't know anyway i really working a working actor i really like him a lot um and what was funny is that he's such like a cartoonish villain Mm -hmm. i did kind of sympathize with him (laughs) during some of it especially these scenes where he's pitching his heart out in the toy company and in these meeting rooms like to his boss and everything and uh, he's pitching the scene where he's pitching these kind of Transformers knockoffs that are buildings that turn into robots. Yeah. And Tom Hanks just goes, I don't get it. I don't get it. And everyone is listening to Tom Hanks' yeah. character. <laughs> and you're supposed to be like, yeah, Tom Hanks is bringing this real kind of childlike knowledge to this. And he's po- poking holes in these stuffed shirts or whatever. And I was like. Ooh, I would be so mad. I would be so mad if I ju- if I worked at this place and they just promoted this asshole and I'm like pitching my heart out and he's just like, I don't get it. I'd be like, fuck you, man. <laughs> so maybe that says something about how I'm uh, an asshole. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that says about you. Anyway, John, he's the hero of this movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> For sure. Um this movie is about a uh, man who comes out with a brilliant idea of robot buildings <laughs> and is never uh, sees the light of day. Oh, my God. All right. Is it available? You can rent or buy it, but it's not on any streaming services. Cool. <laughs> cool. Cool. What um, do we do? I'm torn. What do we do? Should we? I think we got to do the Joe Garden point system, right? Yeah, we definitely should start with that because yeah. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Right now, I don't, I don't feel like parting with either one of these well let's do the point let's system. do the point system because i they both have it's wild they both have it's wild um <laughs> well i mean i'm just looking at this these criteria i'm like oh my god yeah yeah so yeah. first rate it on a scale of one and 20 we haven't done this in a while this is the point system sent to us by joe garden mm-hmm. who rules totally rules and um it's how we can determine if we're if we're torn about a movie. It's yeah. one, one method. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Last Crusade. Okay, first rate on a scale between one and twenty. For Last Crusade, I'm gonna give a, a nineteen. Nice. And big, I'm gonna give a fifteen. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give both of them an eighteen. Great. Okay. Okay. Second, add or subtract points based on these criteria. Is it in the Criterion Collection? No. No, neither is. No. Plus one. So, not plus zero. Yeah. <laughs> but it would, would have been plus one. Got it. Is it part of a series you own others of? Last Crusade is. Yes. Add two points. Two points. 
is it part of a box set? That's plus five points. Last Crusade is. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. But Lady Director... Lady Director. ...add eight points. Oh, snap! Right. So Big gets eight points. Is it available streaming? Minus one point for every platform it's available on. So Last Crusade is minus two points. Oh. Big is minus zero points. Yeah. Has the director been canceled? Penny Marshall, no. Spielberg still Spielberg good standing. Still good standing. <laughs> that would have been minus four points, but we're not doing that. Yeah. Does it star James Woods or John Voight? No. no. Neither. Mm-mm. Nostalgia points. This between one and five. I'm going to give Last Crusade five nostalgia points. Okay. I'm going to give Big two nostalgia points. Okay. Uh, again, I got to give them both the same amount of nostalgia points. I'm going to give them five each. Five each. Wow. Gag reel points. Neither had a gag reel. Neither had a gag reel. That big gag reel would be really good, It would though. be great. It would be great. So would The Last Crusade. So would they Honestly. Would. They would. All right. All right. So where are we at? Interesting. What okay. is it? So uh, after the tally, you have given Last Crusade 29 points, mm-hmm. and I have given Last Crusade 28 points. Okay. And you have given Big 25 points, and I have given Big 31 points. Jesus. This has brought us no closer. No closer to knowing what to do, because one, those scores are very close. Right. And... Also, it's swapsies. I gave Last Crusade right. a little higher. You gave Big a little higher. We call it a swapsies in the business. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So should we... We could make a $100 donation to a charity of mm-hmm. our choice. Mm-hmm. We could also do the rules. A random rule. We've been soliciting rules, so yeah. we would pick between one and eight, um, and then we'd have to do that rule. I don't know. We haven't done the rules in a while. Maybe we should do it. No, I guess we should do a rule. Between one and eight. Now, remember, when we do this, some of the rules are like, oh, you pick the one that starts with uh, the letter closest to your name or whatever it is. That's not an actual rule. No. Some of them are fun rules. Some of them, one of them that Adam put in there. Some of them are brutal. Is a poison pill rule that is, you have to get rid of both. (gasps) So we might be fucking ourselves by not making a decision here. All right, let's see. Hey, Siri. Mm -hmm. Pick a number between one and eight. A random number between one and eight is two. Two. The Michelle rule, the first Michelle rule, because she sent us a follow-up. She did. Get rid of a DVD that you have previously saved. Oh, God. So, okay, so what are some that we've previously <sighs> saved? We already did this rule, too. We already, I like, know. went through. We previously saved um, Man in the Moon. We're keeping Man in the Moon, man. Oh, Corpse you. Bride. I could get rid of Corpse Bride. Magic Mike XXL. I'm just going back through the list of the past couple episodes. Mm-hmm. The Heat. I Love You, Philip Morris. Mm-hmm. Gypsy. We could get rid of Corpse Bride, probably. We could probably. get rid of Corpse Bride. It's available on streaming services and stuff. Yeah. And I like it, but it's not like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. All right. Wow. Corpse Bride. Corpse Bride, we saved you two weeks ago, only to corpse you two two weeks now. (laughs) Are you corpsed? Uh, My brain is corpsed. Yeah, yes. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. A twist. 
getting rid of Corpse Bride in, ser- in service Bride. of keeping Big and Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. Yep. I mean, that feels right. It does. It does. I mean, yeah, it does. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Should we pick this next matchup? Let's do it. Hey, Siri. Hmm? Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is 102. 102 is from 2001, Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Hey, we were just talking about Atlantis. We were. We were. And I've also, I have actually been meaning to watch this again. Yes, because I remember loving it. Yeah, me too. I thought, I remember thinking like, oh, this is so great. And then no one ever talks about it. No. It's not a movie that's on anyone's radar. No. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I love that. I'm excited. All right, let's see what's going up against it. Hey, Siri. Uh-huh. Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is 1,280. 1,280 is from 1988. Willow. Oh, <laughs> snap. <laughs> <laughs> Which watched... Sometime in the last five years, definitely watched Willow and was like, this holds the fuck up. Really? I have not watched it since maybe college. Yeah. So. Oh, Willow, baby. That's exciting. This is, that's a, up there with Temple of Doom in movies (laughs) I watched over and over and over as a child. (laughs) So, excited about it. I love that. Willow and Atlantis, two kids movies, but also... Like, Atlantis, we didn't see until yeah, adults. Right. Until adults. Until adults. And Willow seems like one of those, like, Dark Crystal Labyrinth, like, technically a kid's movie should probably not be a kid's movie. Yeah. Although, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 both of these movies, I'm like, oh, I want to watch with our eight-year-old. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Great. Great matchup. Can't wait. Y'all, thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far. We're DVD Deathmatch in all of the places. We got the Insta, we got the Twitter, we got the Gmail, we got the World Wide Web. And I hope that you have some kind of moment that makes you feel as good as Tom Hanks felt getting off that elevator. (laughs) Whatever that is for you, I I wish that for you. Could be sexual intercourse. Could be. Um, Hey, this is our 50th episode. (gasps) Holy shit! Yeah. It's our 50th episode. This is our 50th episode. Maybe we should have said this at the top. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, hey, we did it. It's been lovely. It's been so great. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice way to get through the pandemic. And now maybe we're going back into a lockdown with Ooh. the Delta variant. So we'll just have to keep doing this. Yeah. Um. But yeah, 50 episodes. Of that seems like a lot of episodes. It is. Of us talking out of our asses. Yeah. Of us just b- fucking blabbing <laughs> on about our random movies that we own. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, Nothing to do but just say wow. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you've been here since the beginning, thank you so much. If you just tuned in, uh, you got 50 episodes to, 50 to listen episodes. to. Get on it. You get on it. Um, cool. Cool. You know what? Come back next week. And see who survives. DVD DVD Deathmatch. Adult? 
As opposed to what? Adult? Adult. <laughs> We're going with adult? We got to go back to our young adult episode and see what I said. <laughs> young adult. I mean, you said young adult. You said young adult. <laughs> it, would be, it would be, yeah, Charlize Theron and young adult. No. No. <laughs> anyway, well, look, this is a rift in our marriage that we've just discovered, so that's good. Um, great. Well, we got to work through this. Yeah.